1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 12. Finally, then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more, and to aspire to live quietly, and to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we instructed you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Well, uh, we are continuing uh, through First Thessalonians. Very, uh, just very encouraging. I mean, just mm. speaks to the the daily life of the Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've loved reading this. I'm excited to hear this, some of y'all's thoughts this morning too. Um, we we he talks a little bit about sanctification and just this putting off of kind of these worldly things that they used to live in, and, and he kind of connects that to having the Holy Spirit. And if you're if you're disregarding these instructions, you're actually disregarding God. And then he kind of goes into like, therefore, you know, live this way, you know, work, uh, live, work, aspire to, to live quietly and to mind your own business and uh, to work with your hands. So there's a lot of good stuff going on here. Um, what are some, what are some thoughts y'all have? Yeah. One of the first, uh, one of the first sort of phrases that jumped off the page at me which this might be kind of a weird one, <laughs> but one of the first ones is verse five, not in the passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's kind of like a lot of this Jew Gentile language in the new Testament. And immediately, like a lot of times when there's verses like that, I'm like, is this kind of just like body slamming Gentiles? <laughs> like, you know, it kind of feels to like the 21st century mind when you say something negative and then say like, like this race, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, kind of sounds Ooh, like a ouch. little, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> but, um, then, so we were kind of talking about this and actually Paul is writing to a church that is maybe even primarily Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Um, there it's definitely a mixed Jew Gentile audience. And I think what is really compelling here is we get this idea that sanctification is a matter of identity. I mm-hmm. I love, you know, he's saying, don't be like the Gentiles who do not know God. Mm-hmm. It, it points me straight to Ephesians 2. Mm-hmm. You know, Christ has made in, in place one new man in place of the two, in place mm-hmm. of Jew and Gentile. And so Jewish people, 
you are no longer Jewish. You're, you are in, if you're in Christ, you are part of a new race, Gentiles. If you are in Christ, you are no longer like the Gentiles who don't know God. Mm-hmm. You're part of this new kingdom of priests. And I think that extends to us today. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, I think we can have this very, with identity, we can have like, I'm Christian and blank and blank. And in the truest sense, when we are in Christ, that is all that we are. You know, mm-hmm. I think if this was written to us today, it would say, you know, don't live in the passion of lust like the Americans mm-hmm. who do not know God. Mm-hmm. My primary <laughs> identity is not like I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm an American. I'm a blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's I am in Christ in the kingdom of priests. And I, I am American, but God has put me here as a kingdom ambassador. My mm-hmm. true loyalty lies ultimately to that. Yeah, there's a more fundamental identity yeah. that mm-hmm. you've been, as this passage says, called to. Um, it's interesting that it says, for God has not called us for mm-hmm. impurity, um, yeah. but in holiness. And that's interesting, too, that he's called us in holiness. And and that goes back to verse 3, which says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, pause there for a second. What an encouraging just thing to remember that like you might be wondering what's God's will for my life today. Should I buy Chick-fil-A or McDonald's for breakfast? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, here's the main thing, your sanctification. Like, mm-hmm. but, but now we need to talk about sanctification. You know, what's, what's going on there. And I love the way that you just kind of talked about that will with identity um, because sanctification is first actually not uh, something that you do. And it's something that God has done. Even mm. to the thing that you were talking about, yeah. about like, don't live in the passions of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. That didn't say, don't live in the passions and lusts of the flesh so that you can know God. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you good. don't earn mm. this knowing of God. God actually like pursues you first. He knows mm. you first. He sets you apart. He makes you holy first by believing in Jesus. That's really the first part of sanctification is that you have this new disposition this new nature you've been wiped clean of sin the penalty of sin is gone and now god sees you as holy because he sees you as he sees jesus and so you're sanctified in one sense but there's also this like outgrowth of that identity now you have this new identity you're a christian you're a child of god you're sanctified you're one of god's people and now you need to live like it (laughs) you need to live in this new identity you're the gentiles who know God. You're not the Gentiles who don't know God. And so I, I just, I love the connection you're making. Liz, what are some yeah. thoughts that you have on the passage? Um, well, just to kind of expound upon the sanctification, you know, I, when I first became a Christian, I didn't understand, you know, that term like progressive sanctification. Mm-hmm. And we kind of actually, I mean, we talk about this often that, you know, when you are born again, like you're you know, your citizenship is now in heaven. You know, you are um, a child of God, like the the status Mm -hmm. of who you are, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life doesn't change, but then your walk with the Lord is, you know, is that progressive sanctification and the things that you're doing, thinking will either draw you closer to the Lord or pull you away. Yeah. And so um, I'm just going to read my commentary here. Um, Sanctification 
is the process by which God's Holy Spirit transforms believers' thoughts, motives, and behaviors to conform to the holiness, purity, separation from sin's defilement of Christ himself. And so, you know, the sanctification is going to be this ongoing transformation of your thoughts, motives, and behaviors. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it is a work of the Holy spirit. And then we have the ability to collaborate with the spirit and, um, and, and, and allow that, that process to either be a daily walk or, or more of a struggle, Mm -hmm. you know, so to speak. So I like the way you just said that, like just this capacity that even though it's, it's God's at work, you know, there's, there's the collaboration you Mm -hmm. said, um, the, to put it in the negative, you know, you can disregard this mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. verse eight says. Yeah. So you see here, Paul's just like encouraging them to like grow in this, which is like something that, you know, our pastors and each other, you know, in Christ, like we're, we continue to like stir and spur each mm-hmm. other along to grow in sanctification. Mm-hmm. And maybe to, to kind of land the plane on this, this passage, we can go into this last little section, which yeah. then goes into very earthy terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll just read some of them, you know, uh, aspire to live. Well, it starts off with, with love, which he encourages them saying you, you love well, um, but keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Love more. Um, and then he says though, to aspire, to live quietly, to mind your own affairs, to work with your hands. Sometimes sanctification seems very disconnected from the regular daily working yeah. world. Um, which most of our church is in, most humans in society mm-hmm. are, ought to work, as this passage even says. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Will, any any thoughts on the ending of the section here? Absolutely. I mean, it it is so resonant with our Ecclesiastes study that we did mm-hmm. um, earlier this month through our daily rhythm. But yeah, this this idea that a life lived well for God that like a radically faithful life is not necessarily like a radical seeming to the world and especially to our sort of cultural conditioning of like bigger and better and legacy and impact and blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the most faithful thing that you can do today that you could possibly do today is to mind your own business. I, I love that it says mind your own affairs and to work with your hands, mm-hmm. like love the people around you, seek the Lord, you know, like sanctification and brotherly love. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of like the abstract E things that we live out of. But what is like the daily life of a Christian mind your own business mm-hmm. and work hard mm-hmm. for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're driving to work right now and, you know, you want to know how to honor God with your day to day, you know, go do accounting, mm-hmm. go do consultant, like mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, go, work hard at it. yeah, go do nursing, like whatever, whatever the Lord has gifted you with. Um, he's gifted you with that because he wants to see you do it, you know? And, and, the the Christian life is like this quiet, well-ordered, faithful life. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing about that is that it says, so that you'll walk properly before outsiders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the watching world sees that. Yeah. And, and even though 
they probably can't say, oh, wow, that person looks like they're growing in sanctification. Yeah. But they might just think, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. What is going on here? And at the opportunity you have to identify as a believer, Mm. what a great place to start for sure. So good. Well, for Will Carlisle and Liz Franchot, it's been a great uh, discussion. I'm Jimmy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.